Welcome to Divine Feminine Rising with Mesdeline. I'm Mesdeline, a mystic, author, Reiki master, divinely feminine belly dancer, and now podcaster. Raising divinely feminine awareness is my passionate purpose in this lifetime. Guiding people towards empowerment and personal transformation is my joy. My intention with this podcast is to entertain, educate, and illuminate as I share the power and magic of the Divine Feminine. Thank you so much for being here. I'm grateful for your time and attention. This episode is about not taking things personally. And I'll tell you later what slugs have to do with it. I think that at some point in our lives, we tend to take things personally, whether it's a remark we take as an insult or a critique of our work that we take as an attack. We might feel hurt or we might feel defensive. As a child, I was chubby and I was bullied by the other kids on the playground called Fatso and other names. I took it personally and it hurt. When my first husband fell in love with another woman, I took it personal. As a kid, I blamed myself for being fat and causing myself to be a target. As a young woman, I blamed myself for being so ugly and useless that my husband couldn't possibly love me. So for me, taking things personally was a destructive tendency. But fortunately, I was able to receive tools and support so that I could learn the art of not taking things personally. It wasn't easy, but I did it and was a lot happier for the effort to change my mindset. And believe me, it is definitely a change of mindset. So the reality of it is that we each have our own unique experiences. Nobody has the same experiences as somebody else. And it's our experiences and what happens to us in life that create the lens through which we see the world. This is our perception of things. So this might seem obvious that, you know, we all have a different experience, but the reality is we often perceive other people as seeing things the way we do. Have you ever noticed that with yourself? It's like you, someone else might do or say something and you're surprised because that's not what you would do or say. Really, they have their own perception, their own way of seeing things that is completely unique to them and different than your way. So when I was a child, I'd been conditioned by abuse to perceive myself as unwanted, unworthy, and basically worthless. So when the kids on the playground called me names, it reinforced those feelings and it was painful. When my daughter was a young teen, she came home from school one day and she said that some person called her a bitch. Well, my reaction was, oh no, honey, I'm so sorry. That must've really hurt your feelings. And she just looked at me with her eyebrows raised and she said, it didn't hurt my feelings. I know I'm not a bitch. That was such a great lesson for me. Her perception, her lens was completely different than mine or what mine was at her age. So for me, 
I know that I personally come from a place of love 95% or more of the time. That is something that I have worked on my whole life is to be as loving as possible. However, at times, I've said something that someone else took as an insult based on their own perception. Here's a story from my own experience. I had a boyfriend whose sister's name was Diana. My sister was also named Diana. And one day I was talking to my mom and I said, you know, Roger's sister Diana is so pretty. And my mom snapped back at me and she said, I can't believe you're calling your sister ugly. And I had to just stop and think for a minute because I was very confused. I was complimenting one Diana, but my mother took it as an insult to the other Diana. This has happened to me more than once, and there have been times when I've said, I'm responsible for what I say, but I'm not responsible for what you hear. Anyway, I realized later that my mother's reaction was based on her own perception, and that if she had said what I said, she would have meant it in the way that she perceived it, that I was in that I was insulting somebody. So another time in my life, I was at a belly dance event with a friend and we both bought some beautiful fabric from a vendor and put it on layaway. It was really expensive fabric and it took a few months for me to be able to pay off what I owed her. And when I did, she gave me the fabric in a bag and I didn't notice it was the wrong bag. It was my friend's fabric. And when I pulled it out of the bag and she saw it, she accused me of talking the vendor into giving me her fabric because it was so much prettier than what I had laid away. At first I was hurt that she would think I'd do such a thing. And I was also hurt because the vendor is such a kind person. And basically she was accusing her of doing such a thing also, right? And it really bothered me what she said. And so I was talking to another friend about it and told her the story. And she said, well, she reacted that way because that's what she would have done if she had wanted your fabric. And when she said that, I knew it was true. And so the hurt that I was feeling instantly dissipated. There was a time when I was blessed to be able to attend a talk given by Jerry Jampolsky and his wife, Diane. He was the author of Love is Letting Go of Fear, which is a book that I highly recommend. If you read it and apply the concepts, I guarantee it will change your life for the better. It certainly did me. It was just, it was just a great book. Very simple. Uh, like for instance, one of the concepts was if you have a bag of money, the more money you give away, the less money you have. But if you have a bag of love, the more love you give away, the more love you'll have. Simple, but profound. So anyway, I was at this talk and 
Diane was speaking and she said that angry people were hurting people. And if someone is lashing out at you in anger, imagine they are holding out their arms and asking for your help. This was a life-changing suggestion for me. What I came to understand is that when someone does or says something hurtful, it's about them and not about me. It wasn't long after that when I was putting on a belly dance event. I was the event producer and this woman was attending and I'll call her Kathy. Anyway, Kathy was a vendor and she was going to perform in the event and she was also a judge. It was a competition that I was putting on and she came up to me and in front of a bunch of other people, she started yelling at me and she said that I had given her the worst vending spot in the room and that she was very upset and she was not going to perform and she was not going to judge and she was basically just blasting me with anger, right? And I remembered what Diane had said. And I just, I looked at this woman and I imagined her reaching out her arms and asking me for help. And it worked. And my response to her was, I am so sorry. Please let me know what I can do to make things better for you. Well, I have to tell you that this is not what she expected at all. The look on her face was, she was stunned. And she, she just kind of sputtered. And she, she says something like, well, well, I, I'll have to think about it. I, I just have to think about it. And she turned around and walked away. And people that had witnessed this, a couple of them came up to me and they said, wow, she has done that to so many people, but I've never seen anybody respond like you did. It was like you were just so kind to her. And I, and I said, well, throwing flames on the fire wasn't going to be helpful, right? And they were like, well, not really. So anyway, it was, um, it was a lesson for me and a lesson for them. And the end of the story is that Kathy... Not only did she set up her vending without an issue, she judged when she was supposed to judge and she performed and she was just a perfectly lovely person the rest of the weekend. So she needed to be seen and she needed to be heard. And I could have, the old me would have reacted defensively and like, what are you talking about? You know, blah, 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 whatever. But I learned a better way. And when I reacted in that way, this woman felt seen and heard and, and then she was okay. So another example that I could give you would be if, for instance, you lose a job due to budget cuts and you've put your whole self into this job for maybe years. And 
losing this job will definitely impact you personally. It'll affect your finances along with a gazillion other things. However, not taking it personally is having an understanding that it may feel personal, but it's not. It's not about you, but about the company, the administration, the income of the company, whatever. It's also important to have the understanding that your higher self always has your best interest in mind and that losing this job is in your best interest and will open up an opportunity for something even better. So something can affect you personally, but you don't have to take it personal and hold on to it. We all have triggers and buttons that other people can push. And I think we all have people in our lives that have easier access to those buttons, or they have more knowledge about those buttons and how to push those buttons. And sometimes I think people do this consciously. They know what they're doing. And other times I think it's just subconscious. And I wonder if perhaps they just don't know any other way to get your attention. But anyway, when I feel that someone has pushed my button or I feel triggered by something someone says or does, instead of immediately responding, I just take a moment. I consciously stop myself, take a moment, and look at it. Is this their stuff? Or do I have a part in it, right? And when I take that moment, then when I do respond, I respond from a place of knowing instead of just a place of emotion. And I always try to be as loving as possible, even if they are not being loving. And that's my thing. That's what I have worked on in my life, and so it's about me and how I want to be in the world. I want to stay conscious of being a loving person, and I want to respond in a conscious and loving way whenever possible. So it doesn't matter what the other person is doing or saying. What matters is how you react to that, right? And if you take a moment to pause and reflect, it can really be a deal breaker when it comes to an angry exchange or the possibility of an angry exchange. So it's also a way of staying in my power when I do that. When I automatically respond to somebody then I am allowing them to be in charge of me, right? I'm allowing them to have my power, especially when I respond emotionally in a way that isn't healthy for me. So it's about taking care of myself and being conscious in my way of communicating with other people. For me... Learning how to not take things personally has been, been a big part of my spiritual journey. It has helped me increase my awareness 
by leaps and bounds. And it's brought me healing, self-growth, and a much stronger connection to spirit. And now back to the slugs I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. For those of you who aren't familiar with slugs, they are slimy creatures that live in forests. If you pick one up, their slime will stick to your hand and it is really disgusting and gross, really gross. Many years ago, I stumbled upon a book titled The Slug Manual, The Rise and Fall of Criticism by Jennifer James. This is just a small book and I just loved it. It's about a basic concept. If somebody hands you a slimy slug, you can choose whether or not to take it, or you can look at it and realize it's not yours and refuse to take it. What a great visual for whether or not to take something personal, right? So someone can insult you, and you can either take that slug and get that slime all over you, or you can look at it and realize that's their problem, not your problem, and then refuse to take the slug. So I want to end this episode with a poem from this book, and it was written by William Eichmeyer. When I was young, I ate a slug, fed me by father and mother. So many came to me after that, I didn't know one from another. Some were slim, and some were fat, and some were dressed to kill. Some were so small they couldn't be seen, and some were the shape of a pill. Brothers, sisters, cousins, and friends all had slugs to dish out. I ate them all like a pig in a stall till I came down with self-image gout. Tis a painful thing, I said to myself. No more of these I will I eat. I think I'll give myself a break and swear off this horrible meat. So I wrapped all the slugs in a lovely box and sent them off COD. Said a cryptic note I had placed inside, they no longer belong to me. I love that. And I love all of you. Thank you for joining me today. My mission is to help bring back the balance of the divine feminine to spirituality. Please share this episode with anyone interested in the divine feminine and personal empowerment. This podcast is a labor of love, and if you'd like to connect with me further, please reach out. You can find me at mezdaline.com, Divine Feminine Rising with mezdaline.com, Mezdaline Bliss or Mezdaline on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. And please join my email list to receive my newsletter. Allow the light of your love to shine. Be the change. Lead the way. And remember your light of love is a needed gift to the world that only you can give. Thank you for listening and may you find your bliss.